control. This is Tech Radio. All things computers, gadgets and web happening right now in Ireland. Hear us anytime on iTunes or download from techcentral.ie. Hello there and welcome to Tech Radio, the number one Irish tech podcast, bringing you the latest news in tech from around Ireland and across the world. Every Friday evening with RTE Radio, or you can get it first on Friday mornings, or of course anytime you like, with your favourite podcasting app from Apple, Spotify, Google, or wherever you get your podcasts. My name is Dusty Rhodes, coming up today on episode 883. We're going to be chatting about artificial intelligence and how an Irishman is considered one of the fathers of of AI. But first, joining me as always is our editor-in-chief, Niall Kitson. Niall, like the rest of the country, all of a sudden it's like, uh, I have to return to the office? Oh no, this this is a thing? It's going to happen? Is this striking fear into your heart? Um, Yes and no. I mean, yes, it's like, you know, you, you walk into this place and will muscle memory kick in and you'll just sit at your desk like like you normally did? Or will you be like, this is a completely alien space? What what do I do? Where am I? Uh, I don't know, Dusty, you, you were an office guy in the past. Well, what do you think you're... Yeah, yeah, no, I've, I've, I've been into my office in, in, in Dublin uh, a couple of times now and it's, it's like anything else. It's kind of like... Um, Nothing has changed in the office, okay? Um, but like, can we look out on Harcourt Street? And I was saying to the lads, um, I was saying, oh my God, it's so quiet out there. It's so long since I've been mm. in town. And they went, oh no, it's gotten much busier lately. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, public transport is back up yep. to full capacity. Yeah. You know, the, we're we're creeping back into normality. Uh, and, and of course, the 20th of September is the mm. official back to work day, but that's not to say you know all. I mean, the offices have been open; people have been staggering exactly. back. Um, so this is just sort of a, a line in mm. the sand, if you will. And it, it's almost it's, it sounds quite arbitrary, really. But I think it uh, is. A, a, apparently, the the those more learned the, than we have had a look at the numbers. Went okay if we if we start filtering people back in, we can manage this from a, a, a risk management perspective, if you will, knowing how many people in the population mm. are vaccinated. You know, we, mm. we can now start inviting people back into the the workplace en masse. Um, me personally, I'll be poking my head around the door. I mean, I've got a hybrid working uh, situation at the moment, um, which is to say I have the option uh, of going to the office if I want. Uh, I'm working from home because I find I'm most effective that way. Mm -hmm. Um, So as I say, I'm going to go in, do a little bit of personal admin, see if there were things that I I had left behind 18 months ago and then then go home and and reintegrate uh, that into my my regular working stack. So I'm not worried uh, about going back to work, but uh, Google is worried about people going back to work. They, they've set yet another line in the sand. Um, I guess it has an awful lot to do with what's happening in the States and their inability really to get their, uh, to, to get their act together. Mm. Uh, when it looks at, uh, when you look at COVID-19, some states have just been, you know, just playing a ridiculous degree of politics with their, with their response, which is very disappointing. Uh, one would imagine, um, so uh, Google's current position is the 10th of January, 2022. There's some can kicking if ever there was one. Uh, well, that's not really. It's only four months away. 
only four months. I mean, it's still, still November, a long October, time. October, November, December, and then January 2022. So it's not, it's not as far as you think. Ah, We're on the run up to Christmas now, kid. Oh, stop it. Stop <laughs> it. <laughs> it's interesting uh, how these big technology firms, and, and indeed any big firm, is looking at it. So Google are kind of not going back until January. Apple wants to get back as well, but they're also delaying. Um, but there was something in the news today that they were going to require all of their US employees uh, to report their vaccination status. Which That's, I think is perfectly reasonable. Well, well, there's people who would disagree with you now. <laughs> well, I mean, I had my um, I had my vaccination done, and I had my uh, cert uh, posted out to me or emailed mm-hmm. to me, and uh, I scanned the code into my uh, COVID nineteen app where it sits, and it is so so handy. Mm. Uh, it is really brilliant. Uh, because otherwise I'm carrying around a piece of paper and I guarantee you I would leave it in in one bag over another, you know. Um, so just to be able to present it at a, a point of sale in a coffee shop or something like that is is incredibly um, easy. And, you know, we're looking at getting the stadia back full again. There's talk of getting, what, 28,000 people into Croker for the All-Ireland final. Uh, I mean, that's going to need uh, an awful lot of uh, search checking. Um, made all made a little bit easier by having it uh, on an app instead of waiting on people mm. to produce a ticket, a piece of photo ID, and their search. So, uh, yeah, all all in favour of it. So, I think it's perfectly reasonable for businesses to ask to see uh, that level of uh, protection uh, for their own comfort and convenience and health. Uh, as much as anyone else's. So, yeah, all right. I'm well, listen, you, you, you're tipping on a, on a huge social issue. We won't go with that. Uh, but Google are uh, laying off the return to the office until 2022. Uh, the other interesting thing is that in the last 18 months, because you had quite a rapid uh, deployment from your office when the announcement was made. <laughs> what happened? We just left. <laughs> and you didn't go back the next day. That was, no, nobody wrapped up desks or anything like that. They were just left there like a ghost town. And yeah, the, the announcement was made and everyone was like, okay, right. I can see some of them happily skipping out of there as well, because <laughs> that's just the way work is, isn't it? <laughs> and and you know what? There was many, many businesses up and down the country true, where true, the true, exact true, same true, thing happened. True, true, true. But listen, uh, over the last 18 months, we've been working on Zoom and Zoom dysmorphia mm. is actually now a thing. Tell me more. Mm. Yeah, Zoom dysmorphia. Now, if you can imagine uh, back in the day when there was the shift between SD and uh, high definition in whatever form you, you decided, whether it was, you know, watching on your TV or DVD, if you remember that, or Blu-ray. And there was this unprecedented level of detail that, you know, you could see the pores in people's skin, you know, uh, the images were so crisp, so clear. And we've actually kind of got there with uh, with Zoom, that we're looking at reflections of ourselves in video calls all the time. And in the same way that if you look at anything, the flaws become not only apparent, but but quite overpowering. Uh, in some in some stages where you have what they're calling zoom dysmorphia where people are seeing themselves in a zoom chat but it's not mm. it's not actually them uh for one they've got sort of a, a heightened um sense of what they look like because the camera isn't showing reality no. as such as showing what what it thinks it is and also you know people aren't positioning their laptops properly so they're getting these weird effects on their pictures um 
to show that, you know, certain features might be out of proportion when they're really not. Um, and the, the knock-on effect is people are reporting, kind of feeling a bit down to the extent that you right. have uh, British plastic surgeons reporting a 70% increase in consultations last March. Mm. People are getting so upset about, you know, the quality of their skin, the quality of their features. That's actually going to people and saying, you know, I'm actually not happy in my, in my, literally in my yeah. skin anymore. What can I do? Do you know what I blame you know, it on? What do you blame it on? I blame it on the, on the webcams. Because they, they're all like this great big, yay, hey, HD, widescreen, mm-hmm. which makes everything look so much bigger. Now, I'm, you know, I've got a few extra kilos. <laughs> but when you look at me on a webcam, it looks like, like I'm the Michelin man or I'm like the marshmallow man from Ghostbusters. That's, that's how I see myself in, in my head. But I know I look a lot worse on camera than I do in, in, in real life. And it's because it's one of those widescreen cameras trying to get everything in on the fisheye. Yeah, I think uh, one of the things I noticed during pandemic was uh, I was watching some old shows on the um, uh, on the RTE player Mm. and they would have been filmed in SD in what was the old aspect ratio? What was it? uh, Six to nine. Oh, I'm I'm going to pass on that for now. Yeah, go on. So, yeah, it was it was pillar boxed. Uh, but I mean, everything was in proportion. And one or two episodes of uh, Frasier that I saw were, were in 16 to 9 uh, in the early series. Mm. And instead of looking natural widescreen, the image was stretched. Oh, that's so what they did. It. They stretched it out to fit in the, with the widescreen. Yeah. So what you were looking was, it was, it was no representation of anything like yeah. it. Everybody looked warped and, and, Battered you know, much and heavier shorter. Than, they, than they actually were. <laughs> and their features all kind of out of, out of, place you know <laughs> it's only when you go back to um looking at, at it uh, looking at the show as god intended it um mm. that you realize how distorting the effect is so yeah the, the camera does lie uh it lies quite a lot a depending lot. on things like your angle and your lighting and things like that and there you go and now we have a name for it you can say zoom dysmorphia and if you're going back to the office you can say i couldn't take the dysmorphia anymore that's it and and i'm back in listen last day of story this week windows 11 um so we've had all the previews and people talk about it's actually going to roll out to the public very soon 5th of october uh that's when it will start uh and the rollout is expected to finish in early 2022 uh, which is quite a tight window when you think about it now Um, it it will only roll out onto machines that it feels is capable of running it Mm. Yeah. Yeah. So I guess that puts a, a, a firm line in the sand, mm. uh, which I'm fine with, to be honest, because there's nothing worse than downloading an update to a machine that you're told is the latest and greatest, only for it to freeze up on you and become completely useless. Mm-hmm. So they I'm did okay a study uh, of the people who've been testing it, and they said 7% of the people who were testing the the preview version got blue screens uh, when they had an appropriate machine. But for those whose machine wasn't up to spec, but they were running Mm. the preview anyway, 50% of them got a blue screen issue. Mm. So maybe you're right. And Apple have been doing that for years. I mean, they actually write into their code if the such and such is not this, well, then then don't run it, regardless of whether the machine is capable. Mm. You know, so uh, so I suppose you're right. But on the the good side... um, 
I'm trying to think of Windows 10. If you're stuck with that machine and you're stuck with Windows 10, it's still got a little uh, wild go, doesn't it? Does yeah yeah there there I mean, Windows Ten has actually been around for longer than we think probably because it was such a such an improvement on uh, Windows eight point one yeah I think Windows Ten is going to be like Windows Seven in that there was nothing wrong with it yeah <laughs> everyone was happy with it and there's nothing uh, that dramatically new about Windows Eleven either is there. Well, the UI is different. Um, they say that, you know, we're pushing the user at the center of everything, which means mm. that they've copied a few bits from, from Apple. They're, they've put all the taskbar stuff on the uh, in the middle, mm. as opposed to off to the left. Um, but they've also got things like the, the snap screens, which are quite handy, quite interesting looking. Uh, something of a direct lift from Linux, I gather. Um, of course, you've, you've got the Apple elements with the rounded corners. You've got the really interesting stuff like um, the compatibility with Android apps. Quite looking forward to that. I think that's that's something genuinely useful. Mm-hmm. Um, and the return of widgets. Yeah. Um, well, uh, but well, hey. widgets done right from 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 what I hear. Okay, well, listen, that's good to know. Anyway, that it is rolling out officially from the fifth of October. Listen, that's it for the news for this week. Now, thank you as always for keeping us up to date. Do remember, we keep you up to date daily on all things tech with hourly updates and daily newsletters. You can grab those for free at our website, techcentral.ie. This is Tech Central, your weekly tech podcast from Ireland's techcentral.ie. This week marks the second John McCarthy AI Summer School hosted by RDI Hub in Calorgan County, Kerry. This year, the event is being run both online and in person, bringing together experts from business and academia to discuss new directions in artificial intelligence with a particular emphasis on wellness, a topic relevant to everyone as we look towards the return to the office. During the week, Niall Kitson got to have a chat with RDI Hub Chief Executive Officer Liam Cronin, who explained all about the Hub and Ireland's position in the history of artificial intelligence, including how an Irishman is considered to be one of the fathers of AI. So so John McCarthy, who the RDI Hub building in Kilorgan was named in honour of, uh, was a second generation Irish-American and is considered the father of artificial intelligence through his work as a leading computer scientist at Sanford University. Um, he invented the Lisp programming language. And as I said, his grandfather was born in Cremon, which is about five miles from, uh, from where the RDI hub is based in Kilorgan. So we have a mural of John McCarthy on the entrance to the, the John McCarthy building in Kilorgan. And uh, last year we decided in honor of John McCarthy, we would have the AI summer school. And last year, the focus of the Schumer Work School was around AI for sustainability. Uh, this year, uh, we're looking at the very topical issue of AI uh, for wellness. And we're delighted to have, um, you know, to, be, to, to have back again our founding partners, uh, Microsoft, Munster Technology University and the ADAPT Centre, along with our new partners, uh, Tangent and AA Ireland for the John McCarthy AI Summer School on this Thursday and Friday, the 2nd and 3rd of September. So looking at the the makeup of the summer school, you've mentioned sort of the sponsors and some of the people involved in it. But of course, uh, the nature of the times that we still live in, you've had to pivot uh, from an in-person event to a blended learning event. To what extent has that affected not only the makeup of the people that will be attending, but perhaps the nature of the conversations being had there as well? Yeah, so as we look 
Based on the feedback from the AI Summer School last year, what we've decided to do this year is kind of day one is very much focused on, on core research. So the researchers that we have presenting on day one, uh, like Heidi Christensen from the University of Sheffield, Martin Goodwin from the University of Agdar, uh, Lydia Costopoulos from the United States Special Operations Command and in University of Florida, and Connor McGain uh, from Trinity College Dublin, will all be talking about core research. Uh, whereas on day two, it's very much applied research in terms of you know how you, you how how AI is being used to to to, uh, to drive the wellness agenda with some real tangible real life examples, and I can talk some more about those. As you said, you know last year was very much a virtual event, um, so we had um, over a hundred people join the different presentations over the two days virtually. Uh, this year, we've moved to a blended event, so um, half of the speakers. Uh, we'll be presenting directly from the RDI Hub in Kilorgan. Uh, we'll also have a few people attending in person in the RDI Hub in Kilorgan, all socially distanced and um, following COVID-19 rules. Um, but that is, you know, that I think we think that's the future of work going forward is that all events will, will be blended, um, a mixture of people attending virtually and physically and, and being able to have that choice of do I attend an event in person or do I join virtually? I think at this point it's worth mentioning that the RDI hub uh, in Kilorgland is, is kind of an interesting space. It's not purely academic. It's not purely um, business. So just tell us a little bit about, you know, what to expect if you were to visit. Yeah, so the RDI hub is is a not-for-profit partnership uh, between Fexco, which is a very successful fintech uh, business, uh, Monster Technology University from a research perspective, and then Kerry County Council from a local government perspective. And we're, host, and we're also uh, funded by Enterprise Ireland um, through the Regional Enterprise Development Fund. I guess when you look at the RDI Hub, you know, we look at it through what we call five pillars. So pillar number one is all about our infrastructure and space. So we're home to high potential startups, scale-ups, SMEs looking at a second site strategy, and then foreign direct investment. So, um, so that's our first pillar. Our second pillar is all around the programs that we run to help individuals and companies go from ideation to invoice. So whether it's the NDLC program, which we're the regional partner for, uh, for Kerry, Limerick and Clare, or for SMEs, we run some more bespoke programs. And then for uh, multinationals like Microsoft, it would be more uh, corporate innovation programs. Our third pillar, which is where the John McCarthy AI Summer School sits, is all about connecting industry and academia. So it's about understanding industry challenges and then working with the Munster Technology University and other universities associated with the RDI Hub to connect researchers with the business community to solve uh, business problems. Um, our fourth pillar is how we help our individuals and companies to scale and grow. And we do that through our event strategy and our mentoring. So on the third Friday of each month, we run the largest founder circle in Ireland with over 100 founders attending each month. And then we do mentoring sessions for founders in the afternoon on everything to do with product development to fundraising to team team dynamics. And then the final pillar of the RDI Hub is all about, you know, building on our regional strengths. So when you look at our location, obviously Fexco is a very strong in the fintech space. And then we also have our original, our first member company was Taximo that recently got acquired by Vertex Inc., a US company for $200 million. So we're very strong in the fintech space. We do a lot of work at Aquatech. We have the ha- we are going to be hosting the Hatch Aquatech Accelerator in the next few weeks. And then we're also at the moment looking at tourism tech. Uh, given Kerry's rich heritage in tourism, how can we bring technology to bear on it? But 
I suppose in summary, the RDI Hub is all about three things. It's about creating new technology jobs for the Southwest. Um, it's number two, it's about creating new products and services. And number three, it's about creating new startups. And we see the AI Summer School um, you know, helping to drive all three of those initiatives. So as we move to a sort of a, a hybrid style of working then, are you finding more of a, a talent influx from, from, you know, the traditional centres like Dublin and Cork, for example? Yeah, like in the last month, we've we've actually had some very interesting individuals join the RDI Hub um, that have come from, you know, we had one one guy who's come back from Perth in Australia. Uh, we have a very successful uh, Hong Kong-based uh, startup called Mojo Domo that's just joined the RDI Hub. Um, we actually have a company, um, ShieldPay, uh, that are that are looking to be possibly set up their uh, location in Ireland because of Brexit uh, that have joined that have joined the RDI Hub. So we're certainly seeing you know people coming back from abroad that have been abroad during COVID and are kind of now kind of going. They want to work and live in in Kerry. And I suppose once upon a time, you know, working, you know, working in Kerry was seen as a kind of a step back in your career, whereas now it's a lot more acceptable to, to work and live in one of the nicest parts of, of the world, really, um, and have that quality of work-life balance um, while still doing the job that you're, you're required to do um, remotely. So in terms of mentorship then as well, what sort of people uh, are you attracting to RD, RDI Hub? Is it, you know, the familiar faces from Dublin or, or are you finding people that have been very successful uh, from the regions? Yeah, so I suppose if I look at our the breakdown of the companies in the RDI Hub, our, our first member company was, was Taximo, as I said. You know, they when they joined, there were 15 people. They've grown to almost 70 people now. Um, so again, they would be, you know, they're, they've, they've grown enormously through their time in the RDI Hub in terms of new products and services that they've developed. Uh, we also have Libar as one of our member companies. Um, so they uh, put their digitalization team in the RDI Hub, a very successful uh, you know, a large crane manufacturer based in Killarney, but their digitalization team was all about how they can use AI, how they can use the data that they're gathering from the cranes, apply AI to do, you know, data analytics and, and areas like that. And then the other company, the other individuals we have, a lot of them are just coming with a startup idea. So, you know, they, they're coming to the RDI Hub space because they want to be in a space with like-minded individuals they want to have those kind of serendipitous moments at the, the coffee dock or the water cooler where they can get some mentoring from other RDI Hub members, where they can engage with the RDI Hub management team. We have a panel of about 30 mentors uh, that make themselves available to, to mentor and support um, the startups that are there. And I suppose ultimately what we're looking for with every startup company that joins the RDI Hub or individual is to find the next Fexico or the next Taximo. Looking then back at the uh the John McCarthy AI Summer School. Uh, you mentioned before that sort of the theme for this year is AI for wellness. What sort of companies uh, are presenting there at the moment or are attending? Yeah, so we, we're we're really happy with the, with the lineup on day two, which is very much around applied AI. So to give you a, a sample of some of the people, so we have Alison Darcy from Robot Health, um, who are doing a lot of work in the whole area of robotics and mental health and developing robots to, to improve the quality of life uh, for individuals. Um, Jamie McGahan from the Move Ahead project um, is, is going to be talking about how basically, you know, building play and, and uh, movement-based games to help kids that are maybe are spending too much time in front of the, the Xbox or the PlayStation or whatever like that. 
And we're going to have Lara Kelly from Health Beacon, who's going to be helping patients to adhere to their medication uh, schedules and, and their medication advice. Uh, Shahini Day from Appeal uh, has developed a personalized uh, wellness solution uh, to have with companies that they can use for their employees to make sure that they use their, 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 their looking after their overall wellness. Um, we're really excited to, uh, and Shahini just recently actually won the um, Tangent Alzheimer program. So that's really great. And we're very excited to have Omar uh, and Tim from Field of Vision, um, who, who, who just this week uh, won the Tangent launch box. So what Field of Vision is, is they've transformed how people that are blind can, can watch matches or, or can you know, engage with live matches um, by actually making it more accessible uh, to using, um, you know, some some technology, advanced computer vision models uh, to, sure, to ensure that somebody who's blind can actually engage with, with, with a game. Um, we're also then going to have Conor McGann, um, who's, who's, who's developing some really good solutions around cleanliness and disinfections and making sure that a room is as clean as it could be. And obviously, Connor has done a lot of work in the past with, with Mr. Robot and Akira Analytics. And then finally, uh, we're going to have Emily Brick from Athena Analytics, um, who's going to be there to, ta- to talk about how to take the stress out of, out, out of exam results for students. So Athena Analytics have developed some really good algorithms uh, to help students, once they have their leaving start results, to figure out their career choice and how timely it is that Emily is going to be talking on Friday on the day that every student in Ireland is going to be getting their leaving cert results. Yeah, very, very topical indeed and a, and a huge day in, in a lot of people's uh, young lives. Uh, so I suppose wellness has really exploded as an area of interest in AI as as we come out of the, the COVID-19 pandemic. Do you think this is one of the, the lessons that we've taken from the experience that we have to start valuing our mental health more than we think we do? No, 100%. And, and I, you know, it was one of the things that we were very conscious of in the RDI Hub when... Uh, so, you know, when COVID hit in March of last year, um, the RDI Hub had, had to shut down for 20 weeks. So we we shut from the 16th of March until the 4th of August. But when we reopened on the 4th of August for essential workers, we were very conscious of, you know, workers coming back into the building and their overall wellness. And we put, we, we did a partnership with Pulse Learning uh, to develop a, a wellness course that we shared with our members as they, as they came back into the Hub. Um, and it was basically on the principle of it's okay not to be okay, you know, and it's okay to ask that question um, and ask questions about your wellness. And I just think it's really exciting now to see, you know, some of the companies that I just mentioned there, um, the developments that they've, they've made in, in the whole wellness agenda and how everybody's embracing it. And, you know, it's, it's no longer a, a taboo subject that it's very much, you know, front and center. And, um, you know, I was, I was just reading this morning how, the World Health Organization defined wellness as a state of complete physical, mental and social well-being and not merely the absence of disease or infirmity. So I think those key words there of a state of complete physical, mental and social well-being is really important. Uh, and having that work, work, you know, the jobs of the future 
need to embrace that and make sure that, you know, whether people are working in the office or whether they're working in a hub like the RDI hub or they're working from home, that we're always conscious of their wellness. And and as I said, it, it's OK not to be OK. And that was Niall Kitson chatting with Liam Cronin, the CEO of the RDI Hub about the John McCarthy AI Summer School. That's it for our podcast for this week. Do remember you can get the lowdown on all things tech in Ireland with hourly updates, daily newsletters and more at our website techcentral.ie. And of course, you can hear us each week online or Fridays with RTE Radio 1 Extra. Until next time, from myself, Dusty Rhodes and Niall Kitson, take care, have a great weekend. Get Tech Radio. Subscribe for free with iTunes or download on demand at techcentral.ie. Tech Radio is produced by digitalaudioproductions.com. Tech Central.